In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings, greetings, beloved of the Lord. Greetings, children of the Most High God. Thank you for tuning in to it, Anchor Podcast. We are back again to look at the book of Genesis, the beginning. And the topic of this episode is jealousy. It is an evil spirit that reared its ugly head right in the beginning. One of the sins after the fall of man that came was jealousy or that emerged was jealousy from the sons of Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel in their story. Jealousy is generally referred to as thoughts or feelings of insecurity, fear or concern over a relative lack of possession or safety. So jealousy can manifest itself in emotions such as anger, resentment, inadequacy, helplessness, or even disgust. You'll find that someone will hate you for no good reason. Somebody will not like you, not because you've done anything wrong, but because of their own feelings of insecurity. You'll find jealousy in the workplace where perhaps between subordinates and um, between employees, um, where one would view the other person perhaps as a bad person, not because they've done anything wrong, but because they're jealous of that person, they have negative feelings towards the person or negative thought towards the person. I picked up some quotations or sayings about jealousy. One of those says, jealousy is a form of hatred built upon insecurity. So you hate someone because you are insecure. You hate someone because you don't think you are adequate enough yourself. You hate the person not because they've done anything wrong, but because there's something wrong in how you feel about yourself, how you view yourself. You therefore project it on somebody else and begin to look at that person in a negative way. You want to find fault. You want to uh, criticize. You, you want to pull that person down simply because you hate them. And that hatred is coming from your own insecurity. It is also said that jealousy is when you count someone else's blessing instead of your own. You have your own things, but you want to look at your neighbor's things. That neighbor has bought a new car and you're comparing that car with yours. That neighbor has perhaps extended their house and you're looking at it, comparing it to yours. You begin to see the color as not nice. You begin to see the design as not nice. You, you, you want to find something wrong in other people's things. That is jealousy rearing its ugly head. People who are intimidated by you talk bad about you with hopes that others won't find you so appealing. Ah, goodness. So the person is intimidated. And instead of working on their own insecurities, their own low self-esteem, they will run around talking about you. They will run around creating stories. They will run around criticizing simply because they want you to be viewed in a negative light just like they do. 
you would be amazed why somebody would hate you so much when you have not even offended them. You have not done anything wrong towards them. That person is just jealous of your own achievements. It is also said, don't ruin other people's happiness just because you can't find your own. My goodness, you, 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 you're looking for your own happiness in the wrong places. And then you want other people to be unhappy just like you are. That's jealousy. Don't compare your insides with other people's outsides. So it, it is it's a matter of the heart. It's something that is deep within you that you need to deal with. And you are projecting that on other people. You are looking at other people instead of looking from within. You want what is not yours. You want it now. You also want others not to have what belongs to them. You look down on other people's successes. You want other people to lose what they have. You'll be amazed that someone can have a husband or a wife and still hate on somebody else because they think their own marriage is not good enough. Or perhaps they, they view their own marriage or they are insecure about their own marriage and therefore they'll look at other people's uh, marriages and find fault. In fact, witchcraft is one of those things that um, are propelled by this evil spirit of jealousy. You, you then want to destroy someone. You, you want to change the circumstance of someone and bring negativity in, in their lives simply because you cannot handle people's successes. There are stories on social media of people that get killed by others simply because they are jealous. I'm not even going to talk about um, a jealousy of um, a husband over their wives if they have cheated or a wife over their husband if they are cheated. I'm just talking about plain hatred of somebody else's successes. Somebody will want you dead simply because you have managed to achieve the things that they have not managed to achieve. The funny thing about it is that even if they can kill you, they cannot have what you have. So if you are an educated person and somebody hates you to the point that perhaps they find ways and means to kill you, it will not make that person educated like the person they've killed. You can break somebody else's marriage. It will not make your own better. You can break somebody else's marriage and you'll still remain single. Simply because you are jealous of people's relationships, you would want to do evil things. Bring people down. Break them up. Make people lose their jobs. That is an evil spirit right from the pit of hell. At the root of all this thing is insecurity. You are not secure in your own self. You're not comfortable in your own skin. You're not comfortable in your own education. You're not comfortable in your own family. You're not comfortable in your own money. You are looking at other people's things instead of focusing on your own. You, you, you feel inadequate. And because you are inadequate, then other people's things are exaggerated in your own eyes. They are too much. You know, they are in your face. Simply because you cannot handle their successes when you compare theirs to your own. It is also a matter of inability. I cannot do this, so the next person will not be able to do it as well. If I can't do this, then the next person cannot do it also. You'll find this in the office. When somebody is failing to do an assignment, they may want to put their evil hands and, and thoughts and, and, and words in somebody else's project. They want you to fail just like they have failed. You, you recognize that you are unable to do this, but then somebody else must not even be glorified for their own successes. It is also a matter of low self-esteem. You 
don't think you are good enough. You don't think you look beautiful. You don't think whatever you have is good. And therefore other people cannot enjoy life because of you. It is also a lack of faith in essence. You don't think that God can make a way for you. So other people cannot enjoy God's blessings because you have not reached them. Other people cannot enjoy life because you want to be blessed first. You want what the other person has. The Bible tells us of the story of Cain and Abel. Right in the beginning, we see jealousy. Right after the fall of man, their father, Adam and Eve, they had already sinned. And the next sin that comes is that of jealousy and eventually murder. Here we are told in the book of um, Genesis chapter 4 from verse 2 to 7, it reads, Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you but you should rule over it. Praise the name of the Lord. Now we see here in this story, Abel and Cain, the, the sons of um, Eve and Adam. One is a tiller of ground and the other one is a keeper of the sheep. Now, when they went to off, make an offering before God, it, the Bible says, Cain brought an offering of the fruit of, of the ground to the Lord. It doesn't tell us how much. It doesn't tell us the quality. It doesn't tell us the anything. There's no descriptor except that it was an offering. You can then assume that he just picked up whatever and gave it to God. But when it came to Abel, it says Abel brought the firstborn of his flock. It doesn't say that Cain brought the first fruit that he produced. It just says he brought an offering. But Abel is very specific. He brought the firstborn of his flock. So when he saw that God had multiplied and given him um, more sheep, he went to God and said, thank you. He recognized that what he had, the multiplication of his sheep was because of God. He recognized that this was the blessing that probably his father had told him in the beginning in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 when God made men and blessed them and said, increase and multiply. When Abel saw the multiplication, he went to God to say thank you with the firstborn and it says and of their fat. So he didn't take the fattened sheep or calf or whatever uh, animal that he brought before God. He didn't take that for himself, but he recognized that whatever he got, it came from God and he wanted to bring the best to the father. That was his offering. By his own choice. God had not told them that they need to give the first or the best or the fattened calf or whatever. They went on their own accord and wanted to give to God. To make a sacrificial offering to God. But then the matter of the heart. What informed Cain to give an offering and Abel to give the firstborn and of their fat. It's the matter of the heart. Where you recognize that you know what? Whatever I've got, it is from God. And therefore, I must give to him, recognizing God as a provider. God was not happy with the offering of Cain, but he was pleased with the offering of Abel. And Cain knew that. And that 
on its own caused him to be jealous of Abel. He wanted the recognition that God had given to Abel, his brother. He wanted what Abel had, the favor of God, the joy of God or the respect of God that God had given to Abel for his offering. But he could not have that. He could not change the offering. He could not go back and say, no, God, let me give you the first of my fruit. He had already given it to God. Abel had already given the firstborn and it was done. And God had already revealed that he respects Abel's offering instead of Cain. Now that is where jealousy starts. Instead of Abel then going to God to say, Father, I, I can see that I did not give properly or I did not give with a good heart or I did not give the best. Can I please come back and give some more? Or can I please come back and give you the first? Instead of taking a lesson from what had happened, Abel's heart became angry and he became jealous of his own brother. Why would the brother get the respect of God and not me? Why would God favor this one and not me? Why is this one having a car and I don't have it? Why is this one, he is the youngest, but he has a job and I don't have it? Why is my sister earning more than I do, whereas she is younger and I'm older? Why is this one's husband uh, buying a bigger house whilst I'm still in a small house and they just got married, these people? All of the questions that we're asking, why is this thing happening for these people and not me? That is jealousy, a very ugly spirit, a spirit that will cause you to go out of character to do evil things simply because you cannot be able to stand up and celebrate other people's successes. There are stories of people dying on their wedding days because somebody was jealous that they were going to get married. Some people would go and bewitch you so that you don't succeed or even go crazy or whatever things that they want to do simply because they cannot stand your success. God asked Cain, why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? You both had an, an opportunity to give. You, you both had choices. God did not specify that give me this and not that. He did not specify give me in this form and not that other form. But then why are you angry? Why are you not asking me as God, what is it that you need to offer to me at least? God said to Cain, if you do well, will you not be accepted? So there was an opportunity for Cain to do well. There was an opportunity for him to start all over again and go to God with something that will be acceptable before God. God said, and if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. So that jealousy was sin, but there was a bigger sin. It was lying at the door. If you don't change Cain, there is sin that is lying at the door. If you don't change how you feel about your brother, you are bound to do something evil. And God said further, and its desire is for you, but you should roll over it. So God was saying to Cain, you have the ability to change. You, you have the ability to look at your brother differently. You have an ability to make good of your offering. You have an opportunity. You should rule over this thing. That feeling of hatred, you should rule over it. That feeling of inadequacy, you should rule over it. That feeling of low self-esteem, rule over it. Because if you do not, bitterness and anger and envy will cause you to do things that are evil and out of character. And those are the things that are sin before God. And Cain did not take heed the advice of God. He failed to rule over the sin. 
And the next thing he did, he went and killed his brother, Abel. That was the first murder since creation. So we see that jealousy will cause you to do something that is so evil, so, so evil. The countenance issue was one thing, but he ended up killing his own brother simply because he could not stand that his brother's offering was more acceptable to God than his own. Some things just require you to change. Some people's successes require you to learn from them and do better. Use other people as a compass. Not, not look at them with evil eyes and evil intent, but look at them as, as people that you would uh, want to emulate. Look at other people's successes as things that you would want to achieve as well. Even ask them, how did you do this? Other people will share their stories with you. Go out there and do something about it. Because if you don't, those feelings of anger, of hatred, they will pile up until you have to do something about them. Cain killed his brother because he was jealous of him. You'd also remember the story of David and Saul. God had anointed Saul to be the king of Israel. But Saul was inadequate in his own eyes. I spoke about this in the previous episode. Saul was inadequate. Saul was from the smallest tribe and he was the youngest. And he was nothing. In his own eyes, he was a nobody. He was small in his own eyes. And that remained in the duration of his kingdom, his kingship. He remained small in his own eyes. He was even small before his own troops. The people that took um, instruction from Saul, they had more power over him because when they left, he, he said, please don't, don't go, come back, I will sacrifice. When they wanted to eat the, the, the fattened animals uh, after they had won the battle, he said, go ahead, take it. He wanted to be a people's pleaser instead of pleasing God because from him, he was a nobody before these people. If they left him, he would not win a battle. Unlike his son, Jonathan, who went, him and a friend, and they went and, 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 and had a battle on their own in the night, and, and they won that battle, they, they were not afraid of, of, of the, the other people in the other camp. But Saul, jealous of David, who was now also anointed as king, but he was not on the throne, and God was not planning on having two kings at the same time for the same throne, no. Saul had to only rule up until his term end, up until he died, actually, for David to come unto the throne. But Saul could not stand David. Even when David came to sing for him, Saul still wanted to kill David. Even when David went about and won many battles for the kingdom of Saul, Saul could not take it. He heard the people, the women singing, um, Saul killed his thousand and David killed his ten thousand. And his anger was arose. He became angry. He became bitter. He became jealous because he wanted that song to be turned around and say, David has killed his thousand and Saul has killed his 10,000. He could not celebrate the, the victory of his own team because David was in his team. David was an Israelite. After coming back from a battle, it would have been, it is the people of King Saul that won that battle, but he could not have it. Because then people will say they won the battle by the hand of David instead of Saul. But overall, it would have been a victory for Israel, not just David. Jealousy caused Saul to leave his throne. My goodness. He left his throne, ran around the whole country 
looking for David, went to caves, tried to kill David, went up and down. He killed the priests of God because they had assisted David. Jealousy is an evil spirit that will cause you to do evil things. Rule over it, God said to Cain. Rule over it. You have to you have to keep it under control. You have to actually nip it in the bud before it makes you do evil things. If you can be able to look at other people and say, this is a job well done and clap hands for people, congratulate people, not hate on people because they have done something better than you did. Because we learn from other people. We learn from them. God gave Cain a solution, rule over it. It cannot be allowed to control you. You must control it. God has said we must dominate and rule over all these things. Even yourself, even the feelings that you have, rule over them. Tell yourself that I'm not going to be jealous of this person, but I'm going to congratulate this person. In fact, if, if you have those kind of feelings, even if you're a born again child of God, the best thing you can do is to pray for that person continuously in as much as these feelings come alive in you. You've got to suppress them and kill them by praying for that person up until you come to the point that you realize and recognize that this person is successful. I have lessons to learn from them. Celebrate others, child of God. Acknowledge your abilities and inabilities. There is nothing wrong with saying, I'm unable to do this. Help me. There is nothing wrong with saying, I am unable to do this and I'm not going to try. I'm going to do something else because I also have other abilities that other people don't have. You spend too much of your time focusing on other people's work instead of your own. Work on the things that you can improve in your life. Accept the things that you cannot change. As women, we struggle a lot with this thing. This one's dress is beautiful. Oh, but it doesn't suit her. Oh, this lady bought a new car, but it's too small. Oh, the color is very ugly. You know, the person is well-dressed on that day. Instead of saying you look beautiful, you're going to find something else. Oh, it looks like you've gained weight. Oh, but why is your hair like that? Oh, is this your shoe? Is it your size? You know, all sorts of silly things. Instead of congratulating a person, instead of saying you look beautiful, instead of saying your car is beautiful, instead of saying well done, you will find every reason to find fault in somebody else. That is jealousy. You have to deal with it, child of God. Galatians chapter 6 verse 4 says, But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Examine your own work. Examine your own work. If it is at, at the office, examine your own work. If somebody else is successful in doing something in the office, congratulate them and examine your own work. You could improve this and that. The time that you spend looking at other people's work, you could be spending doing your own work and excelling in it so that you can improve on those things. Rejoice in the things that you do, not in other people's things to the point that you hate them for that. The Bible also says, some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preached Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains, but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. Praise the Lord. So Paul was dealing with people that were preaching Christ, not because they were led or um, they were inspired to preach Christ. They wanted to prove that they could preach better than Paul. 
They were preaching Christ from envy and strife. You would remember that Paul had not met the Lord in the flesh. The Lord had gone to heaven already and came back to Paul in a vision. You would then be amazed that he could do the things that Peter did. Even though Peter lived and, and walked with Jesus, slept where Jesus slept for three and a half years. And here arose another person, Apostle Paul, and, and this man is doing the things. He even wrote more books than Peter and even John and all the other 12 apostles. He did a whole lot of things compared to the others. If we look at the New Testament, it carries more of Paul's books than any other author in the New Testament. And people will look at Paul and have jealousy. They will, they will begin to want to compare themselves with Paul. They would want to preach Christ from envy and strife. But others will do it from goodwill. Those who are preaching Christ from selfish ambition, they are not sincere. They want to, to add affliction to, to his chains. Um, now, you, Paul, you are already arrested. So we are going to rise up and take your space and start preaching Christ. You can't do anything because you are arrested. You are in jail. So we are going to take your space. Some people will celebrate your downfall. And they will think they will rise because of that. You cannot stand on somebody else's grave. You cannot stand on somebody else's house. You have to build your own, child of God. You have to build your own. You, you would think that jealousy is going to be a fruit of people that are not born again. Think again. Even pastors, servants of God, anointed, spirit-filled, they can be so jealous with another. I was even reading the other day that um, there are some pastors that buy a music instrument from people that have stolen them. They know that these instruments are church instruments. Somebody walks to your house and they're selling this thing very cheaply and, and you buy it because you want to have the best sound system. You don't care about the other pastors. People will even start speaking evil about another pastor simply because they see the numbers of that pastor growing. They look at perhaps even the kind of people that are going to that other person's church and, and they want such um, results. You cannot examine other people's work and live your own and think you're going to grow. No ways. As a child of God, we must acknowledge that God gives us all gifts and talents differently for different purposes. And once you understand that, you'll then acknowledge the other people's work and you would celebrate other people because you see, you'll know that this is a person blessed of God. When you are alone, you'll chase a thousand. And when there are two of you, you'll chase 10,000. But when you are two and you are fighting each other, you'll chase nothing. Or at most, you'll chase that a thousand instead of chasing 10,000. I pray that will come to a point as a church before we even go to the world as a church that we can hold each other's hands and say we're going to build this house of God. We are going to build this kingdom of God together, not in pretense, not with jealousy and envy and hatred, but with love, commitment to one another as the body of Christ, supporting one another, taking care of one another, celebrating one another. It is amazing that we can profess love to God, to Jesus, whom we haven't seen face to face, and fail to love the neighbor that we see face to face, fail to love the brother that we see face to face, fail to love the fellow servant of God. We can do better, people of God. We can do better. In the workplace, we can do better. If you can listen to stories that happens in the workplaces, you would actually not want to even have a job. 
People hate each other there. People plot and scheme to bring someone down. They even tried um, with uh, Nehemiah, Sanballat and Tobias. They tried to bring them down so that they would not finish rebuilding in Jerusalem. Envy and jealousy will stop you from doing your own assignment and it will give you an assignment to go and break down somebody else's assignment. May the Lord help you and me that we do not get entangled in this evil spirit of jealousy. Love one another. Take care of one another. Praise one another. After all, in everything that we do, we must do it as unto the Lord, not as unto ourselves. Then we will do better. May the Lord help us all. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.